Right, folks, welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, we have a special guest with us too, but before we get the special guest, I'm joined by Simon Collins, which I know is a bit breaking news. He's not normally like him. He's holidaying or he's in America oh, or somewhere. But you're, but you're back anyway here. You're <laughs> good to be third here. third week in a row. There you go. That's it all. <laughs> what are you on about? But our special guest is uh, title winner, FAI Cup winner, League Cup winner, Sean Hargan. And Apparently, you scored against Gothenburg. People are telling me uh, uh, you're not fed up with that conversation. Someone tells me you wouldn't have heard it from me. You know, that's one sure thing. But I know it's out there. People, people do mention it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Well, Hardy, great to, to have you on here. We're we're on the journal office here, and as you say, you've done the risk assessment here. To open the boxes, so bad and happy. Uh, but no, you were down yourself on on Friday night. If I say Saturday, we're all used to Sligo Saturday. You were down Friday night. Disappointing game from Derry's point of view. They just weren't at the races. Yeah, very disappointing, especially the second half. You know, I just thought, I just thought they couldn't play with that freedom and go, and go forward and try and go for it. You know, there's a league title at stake here, and uh, I just thought that it just seemed as if the fight wasn't there. Sligo, Sligo came out in the second half, and I thought kind of steamrolled them a bit. You know, uh, obviously the lack of goals in the team is, is a big issue. Now we're still sitting second, and there's still a possibility we could win the league. But you know, it's 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 a bit of a worry. And I don't think it's just a striker. I think, you know, other areas of the squad, just not enough goals. Cool goals coming from midfield either. Well that's something I know after the game, Uri and Brian Marr were, were were obviously complaining about the, the big penalty shot that Keane Cavanagh should have had. The goal uh was the handball. From our point of view, journalistic wise, something the opposite side we couldn't have seen the homie didn't see it or whatever. You know yourself, you've been there. Uh, is, it, is it excuses or is it... No, they are big, big things. There's no denying that. But you know yourself, you just have to get the job done. Yeah, well, I, could, I couldn't see the handball incident myself because, as you say, it was a bit obscured with the, the view you have down at, down at the showgrounds. But uh, as regards the penalty, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. And then I've seen some of the stuff after the game. You know, their players were saying it was, you know, felt sorry for us. No, like, to me, that's waffle. You know, if that was me and I would be saying that, I would be going on there and laughing, going, I, you know, dead on. You have to go and do it yourself. You know, you can't let depend on all our players from all our teams. They feel sorry for you and all that kind of stuff. You know, forget about that. Go and try and win the game. You know, it's a, it's a massive opportunity. It hasn't been done in almost 30 years. Mm. You know, let the handbrake off in the last few games. He's nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, with four points behind. You what, know. what do you think it is, though? Because, as you say, like, that, that, that you listen to the players, the training was great. And, you know, Rory Higgins told us Maggie Duffy was in the... the, the Best kind of form I've seen him in training, and then it comes to the match day. Is, is it a wee bit of, wee bit of fear now that it's so close and you know it's within your grasp? And some players maybe haven't been there and done it at that stage of the season before. You go to a place like Sligo and they're on your face and they don't let you play. Obviously, there are a lot of factors, but what do you think it is though that that they can't get over the line with these games? I'm not sure if it's just about a nervousness creeping on now with the last last few games, and obviously the high stakes. You know, you're you're trying to win the league, but you know that's where you're looking for your senior players. They step forward, you know. I know a few of them are out injured at the moment, but even still, you know, they, they can still be there in the background and helping helping the boys that are on the pitch. But uh, it was just so disappointing because you know it was there for the ticking, you know. And, and Sligo have had an up and down kind of season. I think if you had been at them nice and early and getting stuck under them, you know, Duffy didn't get a wild lot of uh, service. I didn't think. Uh, obviously, the forwards haven't been doing. You no, know, between the four, I think they've scored like. Eight or ten goals this season, which that's is the big thing, isn't it? Like that's you need a striker that's going to give you uh, what fifteen plus goals they want. They want a title. You think isn't that right? Oh, definitely. Mm. Like you look at Forrester from midfield for mm. Pats. I think he scored like thirteen or something this season. You know, I don't know if uh, like we probably haven't scored thirteen between 
are four centre forwards and maybe one or two of the midfielders. Like you know, yeah. it's, it has a it has a bit of a worry as regards the lack of goals. And I don't know if it's because they're holding back and holding positions on the pitch, or like obviously we don't know. We're not in the background setup, and but uh, you know, I would like to see them going for it, really going for yeah. it. Uh, Do you think also like like we've had this discussion here on loads of times where, where and it's always around the likes of Greg Bulger who, who probably should have got sent off the Brandywell and and John Russell took him off, you know, very timely substitution when I think his next tackle was going to be a, a red like. The same down there. Three got away with like three tackles that could have they could have been away for as well too. You need that wee bit of fight and stealing this there. That was probably I'm not saying that they, they don't have that in certain players, but just not enough of it. Yeah, listen, sometimes you can be too nice and you have to have an aggression in you. I think every player in the pitch has to have some kind of an aggression in them. Some has way more than others, like but uh, <laughs> Says Mr. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes when you look at the midfield, if you look at Diallo and Patchen and that, you know, you would never see them flying on you no know, no, O'Reilly on that eye, uh, but the, the rest of them probably not not as much. Like, and sometimes you do need that bit of fire, you know, yeah. fire in you. They, they yeah. get stuck on, and, and sometimes it could be something like that that gets the whole team lifted. No, you hit to be like like focusing on kind of the negatives, not having the, the firepower or, or the, the the steel or whatever, because it's been a fantastic season overall. It's just it's just when you have it within your grasp, and we haven't tasted a title success since since ninety seven when you won it. And it's just, I think it's just frustrations boiling over that you you just can't get there when it seems to be up for up for grabs, isn't it? Aye, and listen, you can definitely be overcritical. We're mm. sitting second, four points behind yeah. Rovers, and you know it has been a has been a good season. But the higher the levels you go, the more expectation there is, especially at uh, mm. at Derry City. And as you say, because it hasn't been won for so long, and it's well overdue. Like you know, we've all had our day back in nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. It's it's time for a new generation they write their name on that you know and I'm sure them players that are there especially players that are from Derry would love nothing else to be the, the next group to do it but uh, listen hopefully hopefully they can you know and there's still a few games left and Rovers are kind of just nearly crawling over the line they won their four, four in a row like mm. because it looks as if nobody else really wants it that is exactly it I mean you look at we're on here now on Tuesday some Pats had a great chance to go above Derry close the gap to three points and they lose to each other so you're right it's, it's like that nobody else really wants it but do you feel that that Rory's just they squash just that wee bit missing? What do you think it is that wee bit missing? Is it a you're talking and we're talking earlier about a Chris Shields or Higsy in your day in the midfield of a wee bit of bite, or is it just just the goals? What do you think's missing? Just it's probably a bit of both. You definitely need boys, you no know, midfielders to score more goals, not just all the pressure on the forwards. Like now the forwards' return hasn't been good, uh, but Eiler has a midfield. You know sometimes at the start of the seasons, uh, some managers will put out you know what he many. Do you think you could many could we score from defence or from midfield or forwards and that and they'll have that up and then go and look at it again maybe halfway through the season and that like a time we were playing Pat Scully scored like twelve from centre half for Shelburne. You know what I mean? Aye, that's up. Like, you, you, know, know. you do need it. Like and you know even oh six Kier Martin getting stacks of goals from midfield. Your team won the league. Pizza getting goals. But you have to spread out yourself getting what fourteen fifteen goals the year they won the league. Yeah, you know, you, you you have to, and as you say, like Peter scored like I think eighteen or twenty goals from midfield, uh, and obviously Liam was chipping in. Beckett was Beckett might have scored one. You were up front too, starting the season. Beckett was laying you up. But uh, you know, there was there was uh, just seemed to be goals coming from coming from everywhere, and at crucial times and games and stuff, mm-hmm. and when you needed it, uh, and it just helped along with all the camaraderie and 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 bringing the team along, you know, and. 
it just gives you that confidence then. You know, they go on, you know, if it's a tight game and you won one nil, like I mean it's going down to U C D and Peter scoring we won one nil near the end of the season, like uh it was a, a great result, like. And there was no uh no big fancy buses or anything and we were going up and down on a Ford Galaxy <laughs> and stopping at a chip shop on the way back. Chippy. Well talking to them sort of old times, uh obviously yeah, everybody talks about the Gothenburg and all this here, but uh, a certain game against Celtic too, or a certain Mr. Another one side man, Carlo getting the winner. It's uh, a nice, wee easy game man against Newcastle, but maybe that not quite preparation may not have been the best. Well, I was a younger player at the time to tell you the truth. <laughs> is so that wrong? Is that your excuse? Yeah, Sorry, well, that's, my, that's my excuse for it. But I was a lot. I was rooming with a, a more senior pro at the time, and uh, obviously we had been, been, we had just won the league, and then we had that competition in uh, Dublin with Celtic, PSV, and uh, Newcastle. Uh, and uh, we obviously played Celtic and bit Celtic, and then we had the, the final was going to be the next day on Sky. Uh, Sky, Sky weren't happy at all that it was there sitting in Newcastle. They nah, wanted the Celtic Newcastle. I don't think they were impressed anyway, <laughs> but we, we went back to the hotel, and uh, me and this other player went up there, and I was like, she's bit Celtic in a pint. That was only serious. The match the next day, I was like, ah, we'll, get, we'll get one, we'll, we'll get it delivered up the room. I was like, right, so I'll phone you down, so, you know. Young and naive, I phoned down and uh, ordered a couple of pints of pints of uh, herp, I think it was, up the room. So your man comes up and obviously we drunk just we get another one. And of course, that led to about three or four. And the last time the boy came up with the the tray, I knocked at the door and we sorted them out and got the. And we, we were sitting having the pints, and the next thing there was a big rattle at the door. We were on for it. Kevin or Phoenix or somebody's got one, but they're still hanging on. But anyway, the door we opened the door and with the other players, he was watching your man coming through the reception and going, "Is somebody at it here?" Uh, so they landed on them, and then we ended up having an hour few with them. <laughs> but anyway, the next day we were uh, we played Newcastle the next day, and uh, there was Guy Hamilton playing out in the right wing against me. Now you could have run the hundred meters in about six seconds. So I was getting tortured out in the wing or out at left back and. Uh, Half time, took him off and brought on Keith Gillespie. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say that the, the only sad person in this whole conversation uh, got man of the match right. against a certain Peter Beardsley in the middle of the park. So that had no harm at heart, anyway. That had no harm at all. But uh, that was uh, that was the story about that Newcastle game yeah, at the I, final the next day. That must have been a brilliant, brilliant buzz about that. Especially I haven't won the league, like, and then going on playing those kind of matches there. That must have been some. Some buzz for you as a young player at that stage, are you? Yeah, it was it was unreal. You know, the, the, the obviously the the ninety seven team was a, gr- yeah. a great team, and that was my first real season. You know, played a couple of games the the season before, but and I was like, thinking, geez, it must be like this all the time. Yeah. Never uh, won a league after it. Like, well, that's it. That's, you know, and I was there for yeah. thirteen years, but uh, I, that year was you know looking back on it now, you know, it's, it was special. Like we yeah. we won the league with like three or four games to spare. Uh, obviously playing with. Some of the greatest players that ever played for the club, like you know, Liam and Paul Kern, Paul Haggerty, and you know, Pizza and, and all the rest on back and that, like it was, it was an unbelievable squad. And then the Dublin boys that we had there, mm. Tommy Dunn, Richie Purdy, Tony Dowd, and them, you know, James, James Carey. You know, it, was a, it was a great mix, and everything just gelled together. And you need that, but a look at times, you know, and I think that maybe Derry just aren't getting that at the moment. Like, it's, it's funny you saying that, that uh, you were 13 years after you won it, like you. It was on broken service right there. You had and yeah, few was it any three FA cups, five league cups or something like that. Or, or, or not kind of fantastic success, but 
you never sort of had an idea that you would never taste league championship success again, you know, especially coming off the back of that and, and how good the, you wanted to like counter that season as well, two with three to spare or something, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we, we won it, eight, well, and they end up, we won it easy enough, you know, we won it with 10 points uh, and they end up, but the year after we, we had an, we had an awful season then, and after mm-hmm. the tournament down in Dublin, we thought things was looking good, we had signed uh, Eamon Doherty, I think, from Corey and a couple of other players, and, you know, we, we, had, we had a good squad there, but it just, it, it just never happened again, you know, but, uh, Came close, obviously. Uh, oh, five and oh, six. Yeah, well, the, the, obviously the team Stephen had, you know, were were brilliant teams, and we had them unbelievable runs, and you know we had won so many cups, and obviously the runs in Europe and that what we had, but it was always like could would have been mm. never happened, like you know, you know when everybody says that was the best team, never they won, but we never won it, like you know, there was no point. We didn't want it. Did you ever look like, back and say figure sort of point your finger and the reason why? Well, like we do you some plastic to do that? Yeah, like you could you could you could think of a whole pilot, like a whole whole lot of different things, you know, when we didn't have a goalkeeper on the bench and then we went to court and needing a draw, you know, mm. down and draw how to change the team up a bit and you know, all that kind of stuff. But here, listen, it never happened and there's there's not much you can do about it. But uh well it was two FAA Cups. The last one we lost that it was left out of the squad by Kenny that was my last ever game for Derry. It was an FA Cup game that I was left out of. Yeah. So uh, that had a kind of raw nerve at the time. But less said the better. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just talking about Stephen Kenny there, obviously. Yeah. Kenny's with the senior team now, and he's obviously under a bit of pressure and whatever now. We have about at the moment, it's just not getting results, and you know yourself, and you get that level, that's all about results. But what was it so special that they seemed to do? Because you speak to any player. Even you're t- chatting to the Republic players now, they're getting interviews, they're all saying the same, we're back in the match. But what was that sort of special that, that Kenzo sort of had with He just had that persona about him, you know. He, he, some people would say he was kind of strange in times, you know. I remember when they took over it there at the start, he, he phoned me and I, I, was, I was saying hello and I couldn't hear, nobody spoke for like 10 seconds. I was like, what's, <laughs> what's happening? Like, you know. But, uh, and he, it was just the way, you never knew where he stood with him, really, like, you know. But he was, he was a great man manager. No, uh, the coaching stuff was left to other people. Like, but he was he he was good at what he done, and he he knew everything. If you asked him who scored a goal in the FA Cup, mm. you know, you know, in nineteen whatever, he would be, he would be able to spin it out there what players played and stuff. You know, he, he was great with all that and great with all the technical stuff and you know getting people up for games and yeah, that. You the, know, the, the Shelburne final like at the Brandy was is one that sticks out where he got. You know that kind of thing right. was was magical. Like you know, I mean, uh, was as a fan watching it, but as a player, must have been some. Uh, like it was some brilliant. Experience. We were down to nine men in that game, and obviously yeah. I took the team over the That's right, right, right in front of the crowd, and you know, wherever your hairs were standing, the back of your neck, yeah. like and like Shelburne were never when they won that game. Like yeah. you no, know, no matter what they had it done, uh, you know, and PJ saved obviously the three penalties. You know, but holding out. You know, every every ball came in, like everybody was willing to die to get that thing out of there, like you know, that, that they couldn't score. And then we went on and won it. But uh, he, he, he's a great manager, like there's no doubt about that. You know, and he wouldn't be on the job he's in at the moment if he wasn't. But obviously, things aren't going the way he would have expected. And I know the passion he has for it and all the rest of it. But maybe it's just that generation of players he has at the moment just aren't. That's what I was about to say. It is, it is the generation thing. Or you know we're talking about the you know experience of how midfield to get stuck on them. The, the boys aren't even even number nines now. We've been talking about this. There are not many actual number nines now. They all want to be Neymar or Messi. You know what I mean? It's just, everything's just changed, and we're sounding like grumpy old men again. Yeah, but you know what I mean? And then the upside that with the social media thing. Could you imagine you were 
putter back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can touch her. 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 I can no, it, it's, all, it's all changed. Like, you know, it's all about the brand and the business now. And, you know, you look at the players now, you know, they're more times on their phones and putting out stuff. And, like, you know, you hear, like, the likes of Keenan and that talking about, you know, about their club. You know, go out and play the game. Like, you know, worry about that. Like, your career's over when you're, you know, 34, maybe. Unless you're Ronaldo or somebody who really can longevity and stay injury-free and stuff. Like, thankfully, I didn't, you know what? I played plenty of games and I never got too many injuries and wasn't out for too long, maybe more near the end of my career. Like, but you know, you have to be really lucky as regards that as well. You know, you could end up, you know, being in the club and not playing as much as you as you would want to. Like, it, it is all about playing. You know, there's too many players now. You sort of look at it going, I'm sort of happy to be around the squad. You know, him would be like, if you're not playing, I want out. Oh, 100%. Like, I, I, I look at that dairy team now. If I, if I was on around there and I wasn't playing, you know, the majority of the games, you, you you would be looking to go, like mm. you know. And I think for young people, young players especially, you know, you're coming on that setup, it's going to be hard for them. Uh, obviously, Philip and Rory is looking to win the league, like you know, and they're they're going to invest, you know, and they're they're, they're going to get uh, experienced players, and you know, they've already done it as regards to the players that they brought so far, and they're probably going to add to that at the end of the season. Uh, obviously, with a bit of firepower because they know that's probably what's lacking, uh, and some players. On and listen, it's, it's ruthless. Football's ruthless. The higher the levels you go, you're just old. That's you. See you later. And it'll be the same, like I know, uh, academy teams and stuff, you know, they'll just be pushed on. But it's not the be end and end all. You know, there's plenty of dairy players who can go on and have good careers at all their clubs, you know, i.e., up in the Irish League. Uh, I used to say to some of the younger boys when we were in the, when we, in 05 and 06, when we had the really good squad, you know, the likes of we, uh, Davey McDade and that, you know. You might as well go out and loan like, for for a season, I mean, get up out of first team football and you know see what it's about, and because you could just sit and sit and sit and you know you end up not playing and then you're kind of forgot about and you know if you're not on the on the team or on the spotlight or getting yourself out there. But I think you have to make an impact when you're there. You have to make an impact and give them a reason why they're not playing you or why you're not on the squad. You know, there's no good just going on and just that. No, you have to make an impact and show them that there's a, you've something about you and. We talk about Stephen Kenny here. Obviously, everybody sort of likens Murray Higgins to him in terms of like he was. They were very close, and, and uh, you know, they would go and watch football together. They sort of think the same kind of way in terms of the game and stuff. How, you know, in the both of them, do you see sort of? Can you understand those similarities? Can you see those traits? I'm not sure because I haven't been on the round when we're always yeah. doing you know, his team talks or yeah. that kind of stuff, obviously, and that's that's unhoused for them. And they be they be doing uh, technically, he's very very good uh, with all the stuff he does behind the scenes, as far as I know, and uh, you know all the stuff about all our teams and, and the best ways to attack them and, and and get goals and set pieces and stuff. Uh, and I, I would say he's, he's, he's got a lot of that off Stephen because he would have been all over that kind of stuff as well. And we weaknesses or you know what's happening or reading papers from down round Cork of what of the team and what. Like I went on to Harry's one day and Stephen must have been sitting there. I was on, going on to have my lunch and he must have 20 papers in front of him reading about every place in the country just to any kind of wee nut but that he could find yeah, out. Like, you know, yeah. I remember he had, uh, he had somebody watching a game and the game was down in, I think the game was in Kerry or somewhere and he had a guy down watching the game and I was speaking to the boy and he, he actually didn't go to the game, the boy that was meant to go to it. 
So we got somebody else to do our report from. And uh, when he was giving the report back, there was a penalty in the game. And the uh, first answer was, uh, what side did I hit the penalty down? <laughs> the man just guessed left, like, you know. And, were, <laughs> and he was all, who asked you that? <laughs> he just scored it. Uh, oh, so, uh, but I, uh, I would say there's some, and he's obviously picked up loads from Stephen yeah. down, at, down when he was done docking. Obviously, they had an unbelievable stretch down there and the, and the titles they won. Uh, but I'm sure for like local lads, you know, Rory and, and the guys that have all come up from Dundalk, you know, one and every your local town and local club would be an unreal achievement. Do you think that, you know, you say there's what, four or five games to go? It's still there, like, you know, regardless of how disappointing the last couple of results, it, it is still there for them if they can just, do you say, maybe let the handbrake off? Yeah, if, if you could go on a wee run now, you know, it would be a great time. If they had a, went on a last Friday, it would have been greatly even better, like, you know, because it would have actually put more pressure on, on, on Rovers. And you don't know what's going on in their camp, you know. Could be problems or could be stuff going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Uh, always is at big clubs or stuff always happening. And, uh, like, if Rovers started playing now the way they played at the start of the season, you know, if they couldn't get a result, obviously UCD, who would have seen them drawn with UCD? Like, Derry had them for five or six, like, you know, you would have never seen that result in a million years, like. Well, this Friday is a big weekend, you know, Derry are home to UCD, you're expecting a big one, regardless what you want to say, they drew with Shamrock, I don't care. He gives UCD a hard time. I do, I don't care. They're home to UCD, I'm expecting a big one, that's an offices. But Rovers are playing Shelburne, and mm. Shelburne are sitting there going, listen, we can actually catch Derry, we can actually catch some Pats, or I think are four or five behind. The way the results went with some Pats losing, they can catch Pats uh, and at third spot. No, so I think if that, game was a, if that game was a I told them about a different ball game. Right. Callous difference. Uh, well, listen, if you don't bid to UCD on Friday, listen, forget about it. Yeah. You, don't, you wouldn't deserve it, like more or less, but uh, I think they're able to UCD on Friday. Mm. No, uh, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> No, no, hopefully. I, like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was an unbelievable result for them against Rovers. Like, but I, I don't know what the story was because I was flicking through Twitter when I was watching the match when I was at the Rover, the Sligo match and I was like, it's unbelievable. It's 88 to the minute. They're still... Yeah, you were just expecting like a 97th like, minute one or something. I, I watched the highlights like, and to be honest, it wasn't like the UCD keeper got man in the match. They didn't pepper him. They yeah. had shot. Now, don't get me wrong, you were saying earlier about boys throwing their body in the line. That's what them boys thought. They threw their body in the line. They blocked him. But they didn't pepper them. You know, that's why Rovers have not been like no. anywhere near they were last year. Their levels, but the year before, so this way it would be such a must opportunity if you can't if you can't sort of wrestle it off them this year. Uh, they're definitely a team that's coming of age. No, they, uh, they've they've won their three three titles now, and there's, there's going to be change at that club, obviously. And you know they do have big finances, and they, you know if Bradley can get the players in, that he's probably looking to get on the players out at the end of the season. He'll try and rebuild a bit. But they are coming to the end of that unbelievable squad that they had. Oh, <laughs> I just seen the boxes moving behind you. Don't worry, the boxes moving behind you. Did you sign that waiver for? If you haven't signed it, now. I thought I was going to get down to the crash helmet when I came on here. There's a thunder moment, folks, because the boxes are waiting for a bit. But you were somebody sent an equation, Sam, wasn't it? The O six squad that you were involved in. The current squad, how many would get under the 06 squad? So I'm putting no pressure on you. No, but you'll good thank luck us for that question. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say, you know, because obviously it's different times. And, you know, like we had, a, like our midfield at that time was unreal. Like, you know, you had uh, Kieran Martin scoring regularly from midfield. You know, you, look at his two, like everybody talks about Kevin Deary's goals and Gretna, which were mm. unbelievable strikes. But like Kieran Martin scored two 
absolutely wonder goals yeah. as well that kind of Kevin's overshadowed because his was just Deirdre will set you up for Gothenburg well I was only mentioning that but uh, <laughs> that was a, was a great cross a great corner on <laughs> for that header from 22 yards I heard it was outside the mark 25 yards that was funny that's so but no the, 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 the 06 squad was uh it was an unbelievable, unbelievable team, you know, and uh, we, had, we had great camaraderie in the team and, and great team spirit, and there was always about a crack, a crack about the place, you know. And the, DJTV? The, the Darren was like, <laughs> Darren could have headed the ball as far as anybody could kick it, like, you know, he was, he was, he was and for the side, no, for the height of him, like, you know, if he showed a Darren's ball, the place just cleared. I remember playing Delaney when he signed, I think he signed he was at and he says Paul Dillon used to say Look, keep a ball away from him if he threw breeze blocks up he'd head them <laughs> <laughs> that's what he used to say to them but I knew at half time if they were, if they kept all they were saying keep them but uh, Darm, Darm was unreal like you know but it's hard It's hard to know obviously we had we had like Paddy McCourt would you change Paddy or, or Duff, Duffy and that you know it's, it's, it's you know it's all the best you know <laughs> It's, it's, it's hard, like I'm not going to answer the question. That's a fact. Like, well, but had, I'm in no position there. And you had Rory, but you, you had Rory and Dierzo in the middle of the park as well. You look uh, at that's probably the, the their team's strength as the middle of the park. You know, hmm. it's a, like a. Obviously, Patrick's, the Patrick's a massive player. You know, and he's a massive talent as well. Like so. Fats, Fats might get in the squad. Well, I mean, he's then right there. Like. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why it's his squad. He's not starting. He's on the squad. Uh, but, but you're right. Like you know, even. Well, Brian Mars probably the best keeper in the country, but to be fair, you had forty. Mm. <laughs> you know, forty was on forty was unbelievable. You know, it threw through through the odd tantrum now and again. No keepers are a bit mad, like you know. But I remember even over in Gretna, we were, before we went out to the match, forty nearly wrecked the changing room because he couldn't find his jump pads. Kenzo <laughs> was walking around going, "What's what's wrong him?" He was throwing bags everywhere, and then he nearly gave a goal away after like <laughs> the first five or ten minutes, like. But uh, I settled on that then. But uh, uh, four to four, he was a great keeper, like, and uh, obviously a wee Murph as well. He was he was up along with him from from Galway, like. Uh, now forty forty was really good when he was when he was Welsh in that squad, like, and then obviously he got his move and ended up in the Ireland squad. And yeah, he played in John O'Shea's hundred cap scoring against Germany. People forget that it was forty was brilliant that night when it was one each O'Shea right. equally. But it was forty was in net, like so it's it's the same type of things. Like he didn't uh, make the squad then. Or uh, O'Neill had to tell him, him and Keane that look, you're not you're not going, but they mentioned how big he apart. So uh, no, you're right, like it, it, there were so many dairy legends basically in that O five, O six squad, you know, compared to like we're not saying these boys can't be legends, but uh, you know what I mean? They have to do a lot more. Uh, and like in fairness to Stephen, he kept everybody in their clothes. Nobody was safe. You know, we had a play he had two players for every position, like so if you weren't doing it you know, you were, you were out the door. You not out the door, but you weren't going to be playing. Like you know, yeah. he, and he would have, he would have let you know on that. He would have, uh, he would have definitely matched players up. You know, even when we were doing the eleven v elevens, you know, twenty minute matches and stuff. You know, would have been they weren't for the faint hearted. Like you know, well, that's what they say. There was one eleven v eleven that the rumor was going about that uh, Paddy may have give Eddie a wild hiding one day as an as a nutmeg and taking it back and nutmeg. Any truth in that rumor? Oh, 100%. Uh, Eddie will not like me for saying this, like, you know, but uh, Paddy wasn't, I can't even mind how long he was at the club, like, but we were doing, the grass had just been cut out of Clooney Park West. There was a bit of uh, grease on it, like, you know, and uh, it was getting zipped about, and Paddy, 
Paddy went one of them runs, you know, where he's dropping the shoulder and everybody's falling all around the place. But Eddie was trying to stand up, you know, but he was getting, he was going backwards and backwards and then he ended up doing a roly-poly, back, backward roly-poly. But when he jumped up, his fist was covered in grass. And everybody just, everybody nearly just kind of stopped and started laughing. <laughs> Kenzo just kind of turned his head all the way. Paddy ran on and scored, like, but everybody else was nearly on the floor. Like. But, uh, he, could, he could do that to you, like. I, w- I wouldn't just say it was Eddie. Eddie exactly uh, made on you two a few times. Uh, well, uh, uh, definitely. Uh, and you talk about camaraderie. You know, they had all that, didn't they? Uh, we, had, we, had, we, had, we had great crack, you know. And, you know yeah, that's key to it, doesn't it, that, that bond? Uh, brilliant. Like, and it was such a good man. You know, we, we had seen Kevin McHugh, too, from Fun Herbs. Yeah. Kevin's a brilliant fella, yeah. like, and, you know, had the crack and all. Like, and and Farnsow was, even though he was quiet, uh, God rest him, like, you know, he... Sense of humour. Yeah. a, a yeah. sense of humour, and, you know, he would dry, and he would throw a few ones on there, and that, like... But I was just—it was a wonderful time, like to be a part of that, part of that, yeah. part of the whole thing. Obviously, we didn't—we didn't get our goal of, of uh, one on the league, uh, but we had plenty of good times. There's the Yards Cups and, and, and the runs and stuff, you know. Mm. Uh, well, what did see in '06 the, the European run? Obviously, we all know about it, and it was brilliant memories for everybody involved in the club. Like, but what did that do for you that that year? I know you came close. They 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 won on the, the the treble that year. Like, but but what did it do in terms of a galvanizing the club at that stage? Did it have that effect? I that definitely did. You know, but it's mad. You know, you think more about the, the things that you could have uh, could have had. You know, than than thinking about the successes you had. Like, mm. you know, like. Like I won the league in two FAA Cups and five League Cups, but I would think more about losing the league and losting the treble and goal difference. That's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> than I would think about anything else. Yeah. You know, and you would give up. You would give up five cups. They won a league. Yeah. You Aye. know, you would give up all your FAA Cups. They they have an all their league title. Aye. Like you know, uh, it was just it was obviously disappointing. And as I says, listen, could have been, should have been, yeah. would have been, or whatever. Never happened. Like so, there's no there's no point. What would you say, like, if, if I, I think we asked Liam Coyle this too, like, because you, know, you have a legacy, like, you've won the league and, and it's, it's only been done twice before for, for Derry City, which shouldn't be the case. But if you were, if you were, if Ray Higgins called you and they give some sort of motivational speak, I don't know, before, before they're, they're run on now, what, what would you say to these guys, especially the, the hometown guys, like, because you do leave a legacy at the club if you won that league title. Like. Ah, and that's, that's 100% what you would be saying, but I'm sure Rory's already drumming mm-hmm. that under them players, you know, with, uh, whatever way he's bringing that across, you know, but it would, for the, like if you look at us, people are talking about, still talking about the 97 team that won the league or the treble winning team that won the treble in 89. You know, this is now 2023. You know, if them boys could do that now, you know, in, the, in 10 years' time, they could be looking back and saying, you know, it was 30 years since the last... You know, it's nearly like the Gaelic. You know, yeah. hasn't been, hasn't been one. It's, uh, it's nearly that thing. It's like a hoodoo now. Of nearly, when's it? When's it going to happen? Like you know, and all the managers that have come in after Felix you know, and, and all the rest did, and you know, and all the expectations, and you know, Philip obviously putting putting his money on it, and that like you know, everybody's just waiting and waiting and hoping uh, that this is going to happen. Like, and I, I'm sure it will now, if not this year. Uh, next year, the year the year after, you know, if, if if that's the way we're going, and you know he's going to invest, and and there's going to be players brought on, and it'll be brilliant whenever it does happen. Like, but it'll be good to have a good mix of dairy players and and that team at that time. And you're sure, I remember Liam sort of saying because Shamrock over there's going to be a time of change. They're going to make changes now. You can't have that chance of you know if you do want it, you can go on a wee run like at Lexington Dock, at Cork, at Shamrock Rovers. 
That's their film. I don't like. agree. I'd be too happy with you saying that. You well, know, uh, you're putting pressure on them like, straight away, <laughs> but <laughs> let's get the one over the line. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, but the uh, well, pressure's right, right, right. only won the first one. We, we get that, but, Although, but I'd say the squad's young enough uh, too, like... Oh, definitely. Like, I think if they, if they can get that first one over the line, you know, and obviously them boys that have come up from Dundalk and people that's been successful know what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, mightn't has meant as much, but when you're here, it'll definitely mean a whole lot more. What's happened, even just today, actually, just reading the piece, James Kelly says, he's actually talking about the 97, 98, and he says that season, he says the camaraderie, the manager's unbelievable. He says, he says the whole city after leading up to it, he says you're not you're not bit it like he says it was probably his best time ever in his in his playing career, and that's that says on for a man that's you know not from the city and the players can see last year the cup final twenty five thousand down there like mm. you know it really hit them you know boys like Brian Marr were just chatting about this going like we we knew it was big but we didn't know it was this big uh, most of like we had the obviously the the get together uh, the reunion yeah. Last year, like, and we went to meet some of the, some of the Dublin boys in the city hotel, and that, like, and it was just as if we were never away. You know, it was just nearly back to nineteen, you know, for the crack and yeah. all, like, and we had, we had great banter and stuff, like. But the boy, the boys, like, the squad was small enough to tell you the uh, truth, like, and we were really lucky as regards when people get injured, other people was ready to come back and stuff. Because Liam, I think, broke his elbow up at Fun Park, that's right there, and, and then I was playing up front along with Gary Beckett, and that never thing just kind of clicked on the place times. Uh, Dullers left at the start of the season because he wasn't going to be guaranteed a start. Paul Dillon yeah. has won like Everything. nine leagues. <laughs> uh, no, he's like wasn't guaranteed a start because obviously Pizza and, and Higgsy was uh, there for the middle of the park as well. Like so, he 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 left or he would have had another medal, another medal. Like, but uh, it just showed you the, the the squad that was there and you know the, and you know to tell you a lot of people wouldn't have give us wouldn't have predicted that we would have won the league that year. Like. Looking back on it now, but there was just something. I remember going to Dundalk and we were getting to one or two nil, one on four two, you know, coming back from games and you know there was a, a good bit of fire about the team and and uh, good experience in the team with with the likes of them senior players that were there. Uh, some of them part of the eighty nine eighty nine team in that as well. So yeah. they had been there and done it as well, and, and were able to give you e pointers and put you in the right direction. You know, if things weren't going well, or you were getting a bit of stick in the press. Alexi Hughes boys, you know, uh, you know, just to just to get on with, and you know, don't be listening to what everybody says because obviously everybody in there is an expert and, oh, uh, and knows everything. You know, Pro licenses and all that, they all know. You need that resilience. That's a fact. Ah, really like even us talking about you know the team at the minute, and we're, you know you can be critical because mm. you want them to do, you want them to do won the league and do really well right. and then you're nearly over critical as oh, why did they do that or why did they do this and you know, we should have played him here should have brought thing on earlier or whatever but it's all swings and roundabouts yeah. exactly see, see obviously this week the big things about referee decisions and stuff again are you like you know and and the, the bottom line is you have to go to Sligo and, and beat them if you, if you had won the last six games they, they give yourself a chance uh, it's obviously changed with results but um, the, the refereeing decisions, the, the 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 penalty against Sligo, obviously look clear cut as any. All right, you're not going to get them. Now it's it's happened. It's a recurring theme for there. You can say again, swings and rounds about every, every team sort of experiences them. You look at the Jamie McGonagall goal, goal like, against the, Sligo. There's a, a few others like a, um, other big decisions and games that 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 could have swung the game and, and Derry's favour got up got the three points in them. Do you think can you look back and then go Derry's been unfortunate in those big decisions this year? Definitely they have been unfortunate and and you know they could have got that penalty down in Sligo mm. and, and could have changed the game a bit. But it didn't happen. So 
they get on with. The only way you can put referees is by putting a bond on you and bag them on in the game. You know, we haven't been scoring enough goals. You know, and hope, like, I'm hoping that these last four or five games now that we can go on and win them. Yeah. But if you're relying on referees for anything, forget about it. Like, never had much of a relationship with myself to tell you. I can't believe you're staggering from. <laughs> well, you look at Forrester too. Like, Forrester, what was crazy? Like, that's because of the refs are on the headlines this week because of they go through wee spells, don't they? Like, where there's a you week of just shocking decisions. And uh, you know they have the headlines, but when the the, the, the games like there's so much riding in these games, they like, coming up to a close season, like so. And when the pre- when the yeah. pressure's on, like you want them to make the right decisions, definitely. Like mm. you know, when a point, like are getting a point, they're not getting any points. Could one year, you know, could end up winning you a league, like yeah. you know, you could look back and say, if we had got that point, if we had got that penalty and scored it in Sligo, we would have won it. Just you talking about scoring it in Sligo, you enjoy going still. You know, you, you're, I've seen you down at the dock too. You know. You right. enjoy going just taking your, your sons now to the games. Like. Somebody was asking you, you enjoy your cup of tea or something. The, the, the sugar is the, the nicest cup of tea you've ever had, is it? I, I enjoy a cup of tea, definitely. <laughs> I don't like making it, but I, I enjoy somebody else giving it to me. Uh, I definitely I love going to watch the games. Like, you know, I've still got a great passion for the club, and, and you know, the club were really good to me, you know, back in, uh, back when I started out and stuff, even though Felix signed me for 20 quid a week when we won the league, which... <laughs> and, then, and then... I, Did you get a bonus? And then he trebled it after we won the league, which was unbelievable. <laughs> so we still have a laugh about that, but no, I love going to watch the games, and, and obviously me and Tiernan and Oshin and that would, would go whenever... Uh, Whenever they're home or, or, or we're about, we'll, you know, we'll nip down to Dundalk or Sligo or go to La Brandywell or whatever. Like, but no, I love going to watch and still have the passion for it. And we love, love to see them doing well. And, you know, hopefully over the next year or two, they, they can get that title. Well, I think on that note, that's that's a great way to finish it. And, and you're right, hopefully you're at the front of the queue trying to get that trophy off for Ray Higgins and celebrating <laughs> with him. But let's, in fact, recall on Sean. That's brilliant, hey? And, uh, that's us, folks, for another week. Uh, we don't need to give a prediction because, like, no harm. Everybody knows what I feel. Derry against Hammer or Derry against UGD. Daryl Hamilton. There you go. I've given my prediction, Simon. I back on the wrists after this weekend. I think. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any city fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at Dairy Journal and on Instagram at Dairy Journal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.